When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What fast food item would you eat every day for the rest of your life? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. You would turn that on. Hi. What fast food item would you eat every day for the rest of your life, Bradley Trainer? Why are we asking? Uh, Well, I could ask you the same thing because I know you saw this story as well. That, uh, well, there's a guy. His name's Donald Gorski, and he is the current Guinness World Record holder for the most Big Mac burgers eaten in a lifetime. In fact, he has eaten one Big Mac every day for the last 50 years years that is bonkers crazy was he in a documentary because i feel like i've met him before yeah he was in supersize me yes Uh, i recognize this guy uh what i will say is that um i have not seen uh that particular documentary but just the notion that you could eat a big mac a day for 50 years Mm -hmm is crazy to me just the logistics of like mm-hmm. oh i have how am i like what if you're on vacation how does that work well the good news is there's mcdonald's is everywhere yeah that's true <laughs> i mean but you'd have to plan around it right for like sure. you're not going on a cruise ship for unless sure unless you're bringing like leftovers with you which right ish no this guy so he was on uh, uh in that documentary supersize me and that was the um, that was this. That was Morgan Spurlock's documentary where he went on a literal McDonald's binge and ate only McDonald's. Yeah. And so they featured this guy, and they actually, I think, if I remember correctly, did like some medical um, uh, tests on him to see if it had affected him at all. Yeah. To have eaten a Big Mac every day. Now, let's be honest. That was years ago, that movie was, and I completely had forgotten about this guy. And if I had given any thought to him, I would have thought, well, he's probably done eating Big Macs every day. Still doing it. Apparently, he's still doing it. Yeah. Begging the question, if you could eat one fast food item every single day for the rest of your life, what would it be? 651-641-1071. We have Shannon on the line. Hello, Shannon. Shannon. Hello, Colleen and Bradley. How are you? Good. If you had to eat one fast food item every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? The Taco Bell chips and cheese, the nachos. Ooh, that's a yummy option. Kind of boring, but very good. I don't think, you know, here's the thing. I think you gave good thought to it because... I, it, it's not so boring that you couldn't have a little nibble of it every single day for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's a little bit less guilty feeling. There you go. True. Yeah, Shannon, <laughs> that's a like great a full one. Meal deal. Yeah. Thank you for your call, Shannon. We have Georgie on the line. Hi, Georgie. 
Georgie, if you uh, were going to eat one fast food item for the rest of your life once a day, what would it be? Okay, starting with breakfast. Hi, you guys. Hi. 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 I would have an Egg McMuffin. Yes. Because even Weight Watchers approves an Egg McMuffin because it's like the perfect breakfast, they said. And um, so that would be breakfast. And then for lunch or dinner, I would have um, a spicy chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yum, mm-hmm. yum, yum. Every day. The spicy is so good. The bun is so good. There's no sauce, just the pickle. It's like 460 calories for the sandwich. <laughs> She's got all the details. So, I love it, Georgie. <laughs> so good. So good, you guys. And then did you have a dinner option as well? Well, like, you can go, like, either way with Chick-fil-A. But I don't know. Then I think I would just, you know, go my usual. I'd have, like, just tons of broccoli because I love broccoli or spinach or, like, I don't know, asparagus. Just tons so, of veggies and stuff. To offset all the rest of the stuff. Thank you, Georgie, for Thanks, your Georgie. call. Thanks, Georgie. Lots I love of it. options. I love that she had a breakfast item yeah, and another meal item. Mm-hmm. 651-641-1071. If you could eat one fast food item for the rest of your life, what would it be? Bradley Trainer. What would yours be? Um, I mean, you know, my first thought was, of course, the Burger King chicken sandwich. But I do like the idea of like, you know, the chips. Like Mm -hmm. maybe you don't want to eat the entree every day. Mm -hmm. So you have like a side. So maybe then I would just pick like Burger King uh, onion rings or something like that. Right. Um, Yeah. But but that I, I think I would stick with the chicken sandwich. I will say uh, our friend and listener Brian said um, either the butter burger from Cul- Del- double deluxe butter burger from Culver's, no onions, or Wendy's nuggets. And then I thought, ooh, I could probably eat a Culver's burger every day. Not a double deluxe, mm. but certainly a Culver's. Bur- if I were going to eat a burger every day, it would definitely be a Culver's. How you'd about go, you? You'd go Culver's yeah. style. Okay, so go with me on this. I get, I get kind of. I need a lot of variety in my mains, in my main dishes. Um, and in my sides. And so I'm going to go dessert and I'm going to say I could totally crush a peanut buster parfait every single day for oh, the rest wow. of my life. All right. That's maybe a small one. Could I go small? It doesn't matter. Do I don't have to eat want. the whole thing. Yeah. But, you know, I like a little ice cream, a little chocolate, a little peanut, uh, give my mouth a little, uh, you know. Sweet treat. Flavor, flavor experience. Yeah, for and, sure. And I'm good to go. Okay, so dessert skis. Holly. I'm going dessert. She's on the phone. Oh, okay. But we do have uh, another caller, and then we can get to Holly's uh, when she's done screening this. We have, is it Gordy? Gordy on the line. Hi, Gordy. Gordy, what fast food item would you eat every day for the rest of your whole entire life? Uh, White Castle. Like just anything, good old the classic whole place? burger yeah, or what? White Castle burger. Oh yeah, sliders every day. Yeah. Are you going just one, or are you going like a six pack, or what? Probably a six pack. All right, I like it. I'm here with you. I love me uh, a White Castle slider, uh, and you know yep. you can make choices in the moment if you're not super hungry. One will do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanks for your call. Like two bites. Uh, Holly, what would your choice be? I'm going the same route as you, Colleen, because mm-hmm. at first I was like a black coffee from Starbucks, but then I didn't know if that counted or not. I would have, I would have sure. hit the buzzer on that one personally. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I mean, like, I think I already food. do that. <laughs> 
then I was like, I will take a small vanilla soft serve cone from Ooh. Dairy Queen. Oh, that'd end, be a good one. End every day with just a little nip of the a little okay, sweet treat. I'm, yeah, a little sweet treat. That's yeah. yeah, a little sweet treat. Yeah. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show from food to food, yay! It's Friday, which means we Cheat. after this on my talk one oh seven one. Oh, isn't that interesting? That song is by Ed Sheeran, and it features Lil Baby. And Ed Sheeran just had a little baby. Oh, but it's not his little baby that he did the song with. No, because his little baby wasn't born yet. That would be weird. But yeah, they they had a secret baby, so now they have two babies. Uh, This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, also known as Two Babies and Holly. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. That's Hi. not what we call it. No. I was just kidding. It's Friday, and what do we do on Friday, y'all? Cheat. Dirty, rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. And we're gonna. Holly can't wait. She's really excited. She's, of the three of us, I'd say Holly's the most excited. And by that, we mean sarcasm. I've been talking myself up for these. Okay. Saying that these await to be delighted by the mm. sensation you never that is know. going to be in my mouth. If you had a nickel. Uh, what are we eating today, Bradley Trainer? Well, today's Cheat Day Friday selection comes courtesy of Lay's Potato Chips. Specifically, uh, those don't look like any kind of Lay's I've ever eaten. Uh, they're not because these Lay's potato chips come courtesy of uh, the Lay's potato chip company or PepsiCo food company in China. In fact, these are uh, Chinese. China getting out, get out of eating these. <laughs> I mean, she's not going to be successful because she's going to be trying <laughs> these very unique Lay's uh, potato chips from China. The flavor. And I think this is what is concerning Holly Mm -hmm. is simply labeled as pickled fish flavor, pickled, pickled fish fish flavor. flavor. Now, as a person who loves herring, I'm not afraid. Okay. Well, I'm just saying you're born ready. These are not Norwegian pickled fish. (laughs) That's true. That is a fact. Chinese pickled fish. I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I've never had Pickled fish. Now, if you look on the bag, it looks like there is a dish of what this is supposed to taste like. And I've never uh, seen anything quite like that. Yeah. So I don't know what that is, Mm -mm. but I'm curious. And when I saw these uh, over at, I think I got these from United Noodle Mm. over in uh, Minneapolis. And um, I was like, well, we got to try these for sure. And I will tell you, the smell doesn't. I don't even smell any fish. I don't. It's a very there's a smell, Mm -hmm. but I don't I don't know that fish is the smell. Now, I've come to a good place. You guys, I've been working on this. Oh, good. Okay. I think at first it was the combination of pickled fish. Mm -hmm. Well, just the words pickled fish doesn't sound like something we would typically eat. Right. Because on the grid, I thought that Bradley was literally going to be bringing in pickled fish. Oh, no. Oh, And so I was like, well, darn it. Now I wish we would have done that. (laughs) Here we go. But then breaking it down. I like pickles. What are the flavor profile of pickles? It's brine. It's vinegar. Mm -hmm. And then also... Same thing with fish. It will be a little salty. Mm-hmm. I cook with fish sauce umami. all the time and umami. So it's like, okay, I'm here. That was my okay, journey. You've arrived. I have arrived. And there's a chip in front of us. That's right. The smell is a smell. 
Uh, who wants to put it in their mouth first? Oh, this smells like something. What is it? It smells like, I know, I was going to say that. You know what it smells like to me is the those little um, soup packets from ramen. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, it definitely has like a familiar smell, and that is what it is. All right, somebody put it in okay, their pie I'll hole. Go, I'll go for Okay, Colleen is now dipping into the Lay's potato chip pickled fish. And I don't read Chinese characters unless they're in Japanese, which... Is a whole separate story, mm-hmm. but so I don't know what these Chinese characters say on the package. I only know what the English part of the package, which is on the back, says, which just says anyway. Tell us what you think. Oh, they're not bad, you guys. All right, I'm not getting a fish. I'm not getting a, an essence of fish. Bradley, has they don't taste fishy. Mm. They just taste kind of right, kind of spicy. I'm not mad about it, Holly. You might actually like it. I like it. I'm not mm-hmm. getting. Um, Okay, there is a little spice. I uh-huh. will tell you that um, mm-hmm. the ingredients indicate what you're tasting, mm-hmm. in addition to potato, of course. There is something called pickled fish flavor seasoning, which involves the following. Uh, maltodextrin, sugar, MSG, salt, artificial flavor, soy, uh, soy sauce, rather, yeast extract, mm-hmm. Holly's favorite, fish powder made from anchovies, citric acid, chili powder, Spices, green Sichuan pepper, vinegar. Sorry, what did you, what kind of powder? What did I say? I don't know. What Chili you... powder, spices, green Sichuan pepper. Okay. Yeah. And it's, there. It's like I said, it's yeah, not I fishy. I don't get anything fishy. The only this. fishy in it is the, uh, the anchovy situation, but I don't even taste... I don't know. Maybe there's a little funk on the back end. Yeah, that's just but, like maybe that that umami from the fish. Uh-huh. Yeah, but if you just toss another chip in, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, good. They're really good, I would actually. Eat those. Yeah, I would totally eat them too. In fact, I'm gonna. I got a whole little uh, tray of them right in front of me. Yeah, no, that was good. Go Who knew? Them. See, this is the reason you should always try new things. Again, Lay's pickled fish flavor chips. Mm. Bring them to a party and uh, delight your friends because I'm sure they will think one thing and then they'll put them in their mouth and be like, huh, I did not expect that. So you actually brought those because sometimes when we get things that are uh, not commonly found, I don't know, at Cub, <laughs> those are brought or like sent to us by somebody else. But you pick those up at United Noodle. Mm-hmm. Did they have other flavors? Yeah, we have that a couple. Were interesting. I think we have a couple in the bag still. Um, but yeah, they have a whole range of chips that are made in uh, China and Japan and other places throughout Asia. Um, I'm glad that we decided to try this one first yeah. because I was curious about the fish flavor. Yeah, no, I, I I actually am very surprised. I know, I'm pleasantly more surprised. more spicy. I'm still getting like the spice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it sits for a little bit. Yeah, I like the back end heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, yes, after my first chip, I did get a little fishy funk on the back end, but then... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now I just am sitting with the heat and I'm fine with it. Let's go around the horn and uh, give uh, it that zero to five Cobra rating. Um, Bradley, why don't you go first? Okay. I, uh, I'm i going to judge this on other Lay's potato chips. So on a like Lay's potato chip scale, I would say this is probably a good, I don't know, uh, four? Just okay. a nice solid four. Like I would keep putting my hand back in the bag to eat these. Um, so yeah, four, four. Out okay, of five. four. Um, I'm gonna give them a three point seven five. Um, I like them. I I think I'll grow tired of them before I'm done with my pile, but I will still eat them. Um, and they're better than I thought they would be. And now because Holly was the one who was fearing this experiment the most, Holly, how many cobras for you? I'm gonna give it a nice three point five. <laughs> a three point five. Yeah, spicy. They're 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 delicious, but yes, this is a flavor profile to be had in portions. Yeah, this but is it, a but it's sometimes. a great portion. It's yeah. a sometimes thing. It's not yeah. going to be my first flavor for Lay's, but it won't be my last. Yeah, All right. yeah. I definitely couldn't see myself taking down a whole bag while I watch television. Like normal Lay's might draw me in in such a way, um, but they definitely are a, a good little snack. That's super fun. So people can get those at United Noodle for sure. Assuming they still have them, I don't Assuming know. Assuming they still cha- have them. Their, their stock changes regularly, but if you want like to take a fun flavor trip, you can always rely on United Noodle to take you there. I wish that there was. I wish that there were more places that would carry, you know, all the line. Like Lay's is a very popular line in the United States, mm-hmm. but I wish that all places that carried Lay's would occasionally mix in some of the ones that they, yeah. that they release in other countries, sure. because I do just think that's, you know, instead of giving us the, and I'm not complaining about the fun flavors that they roll out uh, once a year. Um, but I think there are plenty of flavors that exist that are popular in other countries that yeah, we would also find absolutely. really fun. So I wish that every once in a while we could get well, those on Lay's, our shelves. Um, all right. Well, that was a fun one. And, you know, more as we as Bradley said, more interesting flavors to come because we do have more in our little bag of tricks. In fact, we have a Absolutely. very full bag of tricks. We do. Uh, all right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. We do love to tell you about them and we do it every single day. Those celebrities, uh, we have a name for them. We call them D-Bags. We're going to tell you about those poorly behaved celebrities who we call D-bags when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 107.1 celebrities behaving badly we love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show my talk 107.1 I'm Colleen Lindstrom that's Bradley trainer we have a name for them and that name is D-bags presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day Um, this is a forgotten D-bag situation because I'll admit mm. I forgot about these two. Do you remember Todd and Julie Chrisley? 
I re- I mean, didn't they? Weren't they on a reality show called Chris Lee Knows Best? They still are. They right? are. That still goes. I I feel like they're still do- doing the thing with the thing. Oh but my goodness! I will tell you the thing that I had forgotten about was that they've been charged with criminal bank fraud and tax evasion. And I remember talking about it on the show. I can't remember when we started talking about it, but it had to be. I don't know, 2019 probably? Anyway, the federal... You mean the before times. The before times, yeah. And it's hard to keep track of all that stuff. The trial began uh, apparently this week on the 16th. So not that there's not enough trials going on involving reality stars or celebrities in Hollywood. Uh, because remember, we just got through with the Black China versus the Kardashians trial. We've certainly got the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Well, now we've got Todd and Julie Chrisley from Chrisley Knows Best facing criminal bank fraud and tax evasion charges. And you will you might not remember, but if you do, they were accused of submitting falsified documents when applying for rental property and loans. And I remember that they I feel like we talked about them actually getting arrested like it was a surprise. Everybody was shocked that they were arrested. Okay, can you help me understand why this is tickling my brain? Is one of their kids somehow involved in this? I think what you're thinking about is that one of the the uh, the daughter, one of the daughters, I don't know how many kids they actually have, but a daughter of theirs who's not involved in the reality show was uh, at least partially responsible for uh, sharing details with those who asked questions that makes sense i'm being very big because i don't remember specifically um but it sounds familiar right right, like one of the kids was in opposition to them yeah yes okay so that's you know had talked to authorities or whatever about what they were accused to have been or what they were to have been accused of doing okay so that's what's tickling my brain and I will say, you know, the, this trial comes after they were indicted back in 2019 on 12 counts of the bank and wire fraud, as I mentioned, in addition to tax evasion conspiracy. Now, I should say they claim all of these uh, allegations, these mm-hmm. charges against them are false. Of course. And uh, I remember this, that Todd had defended himself when this came out. Like, he, there was some immediate media pushback and said that like this was the 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 problem of some employees who mm-hmm. were not doing their job you know who we should ask honestly about anything chrisley related is our friend grant if i remember correctly he actually paid attention to that show mm. and has like has some weird chrisley knowledge that the rest of us are not really keeping up with yeah, uh, keeping up with the Chrisleys. I will say, um, let's see. I'm just trying to look and see how long this show. No, I don't have. Is it on E? That's a great question. I feel like they it just was on USA at one okay. point. Okay, so it's just in like, that ecosystem yeah, of, a of like basic uh, cable USA yeah. network. Yeah. yeah, reality shows about really wealthy people who. Um, also get a lot of plastic surgery. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying it usually is like its own storyline. There are nine seasons. Wow. And uh, I mean, it does say original release March 2014 to present. So that would indicate yeah, that still there's going. still stuff going on. Wow. All right. Uh, and that starts when next week? Oh, that started this week this on the week. 16th. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll keep. Uh, now you won't forget about it. Exactly. Because we'll want to know how mm-hmm. that all shakes out. Who's your D-bag? Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. Bing bong.
repeat offender. Oh, you guys, you guys, make it stop. Okay, so obviously we think that they're probably getting married again for like the third time because they're in Italy right now. They've been spotted. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. This is how they are marketing the next show of the Kardashians on Hulu. One of the other things, like one of the topics they're using to tease, to promo the next episode is an episode wherein Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker decide to go on a Panchakarma cleanse together. No, no, not again. Where they have no caffeine no booze, and most importantly for the two of them... No sex? No sex. Okay. So, is this that thing that... Um, Somebody else did Machine this. Gun Kelly and yes. Megan Fox did? Which, that makes sense, too. I bet that they're somehow Besties. involved in this. Yeah. Um. So, apparently, yes, because we talked about this and how ridiculous this was, because a Panchakarma cleanse is actually a part of a different culture. This is a thing that they do for, for, you know, probably some faith based reasons. Typically it was Aaron Rodgers. Yes. And Shailene. That's right. Okay. Thank you. Another difficult to stomach couple. Yeah. Um, But typically those can be like the, the intervals that they typically would practice for would be 12, 14, 21 or 28 days. Right. And there's again, there's a real reason for it. There's a spiritual component to it. Yeah. But this just um, seems like spiritual tourism. But the, yes, that they're just like, you know what? We've been having too much caffeine and booze and sex lately. So we should do like a cleanse. Like one of those must have, you know what I mean? Like they're not doing it for the real reasons I am doubting. So allegedly, this is the thing that they're going to do together for this episode of keeping up with the Kardashians. And of course, why would this be so nauseating? Because these two cannot keep well, their hands off of each other. Nauseating, but yes, that right. Too. Exactly. So just know leading up to the reality of their possibly actual third wedding, the official one. I mean, this is all being filmed. Yes. Everything is being filmed. Everything's a part of the show. So don't take it seriously. Or at least take that for what it is, meaning it is for entertainment purposes more than their own. It's like the notion that they are just living their life as cameras join them is entirely absurd and naive because I imagine that Kris Jenner gives them all briefs, you know, before the season that say, you know, here are the six things you need to accomplish during this season or send me a list of the six things you want to accomplish during this season and we'll send it to the writers. You know what is so interesting to me about this too is that in well on the old series that was on E E Courtney had on more than one occasion been vocal about the fact that she wanted to minimize her engagement on that show. But it, I'm not okay, to be fair, in the interest of full disclosure, I'm not keeping up with this season of The Kardashians on Hulu. But what I am getting the impression of, based on the, the reports of the reports, is that she's still very much involved. In fact, probably more than she ever was on the old series. Mm-hmm. And so I am curious about, I would love to be a fly on the wall and figure out how that happened. Right? To your point, how does this all happen? Does she come with a kit full of storylines she would like to 
you know, yeah. do. Oh, I'm sure the production company gives them some prompts and, you know, they like noodle on things together and their, you know, agents get in on it and then brands get in on it. I mean, it, I, I can only imagine I could write the, you know, the the playbook of how you would approve, how you would go about doing this without having any direct experience whatsoever, because it just seems so obvious based on what we've talked about for years. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. Uh, we do not know how long... Uh, Courtney and Travis actually make it on this cleanse, but we do know it's probably over now because they're getting married for the third time. And we also have eyeballs and we've seen them. Yeah. And I'm sure it's not going to be the last time because there'll be some other experience that we have to witness. Yeah. At least they're doing it in Italy. So if we're going to have to, if we're going to have to watch. Yeah, go ahead. No, finish. You're so positive. (laughs) No, I'm going to tell you the secret to Holly's brain. Oh, okay. Oh, well, the reason I'm optimistic about this is because Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are at least doing us a favor. If they're mm-hmm. going to be filming this wedding for the Kardashians on Hulu, they're doing it in Pornofito, Italy. They're going to take us on a travel experience and we're going to look at beautiful locations, beautiful outfits, and look at maybe perhaps some beautiful food that they're going to be able to eat. Okay, great. That's fine. And one thing I love we kn- all of that. Well, and also want to point out that you said Pornofito. Come on. Oh, well. Pornofito is uh, an entirely different website. <laughs> That you have to pay extra for. No, the secret to Holly's brain in this particular story, I think, is that the thing I know about Holly is that she loves Italy Mm. and traveling in Italy and has spoken very highly of it. And so I would imagine, you know, that's the thing that she's going to focus on, admittedly. Vicarious travel, man. I will focus on instead of the YouTube videos that I normally watch. Hey, anytime you're going to make a pit stop in Italy, totally game for it. Great vacation spot. Also, side note, if you don't want to watch these boobs get married in Italy, just go watch Stanley Tucci searching for Italy. Even better. Not annoying. He eats Does cheese. Does he go to Pornofito? <laughs> I wish. I love Friday Mouth when it turns out like that. But you do get to watch Stanley Tucci eat some cheese at the bottom of the Matterhorn. Oh, okay. And that's not a euphemism. Sexy. Not at Disneyland. No. Sexy. Like the, the actual Matterhorn. No abominable snowman. <sighs> also, can one of you please uh, park pornofito.com? Thanks. Oh, I bet it's already been taken. I don't even want to look. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oof, Elon Musk. Yep. Mm-mm. No. We'll tell you why after this on My Talk 1071. For that uh, forecast, Holly, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Uh, and uh, we have to talk about Elon Musk. Yes, we do. In fact, Holly, I would like to uh, crown this a D bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. That's nasty. A SpaceX flight attendant says Elon Musk exposed himself and propositioned her for sex. The company paid $250,000 for her silence. What? Oh, it's not good. No, it's definitely not good. And in fact, this um, sexual misconduct claim against Musk took place in 2018 and led to, allegedly, the world's wealthiest man paying through his company $250,000 to settle that uh, lawsuit. The um, attendant apparently, so when I first saw this, I was like, okay, what is this? Give me the yeah. context. What what happened? What had happened was the attendant worked at the time as a member of the cabin crew on a contract basis for SpaceX's corporate jet. 
She accuses Musk, and I'm just going to tell you, but I'm going to be euphemistic because okay. I'm not going to say all these words. Okay. She accused Musk of exposing something to her okay. of an inappropriate nature, uh, in addition to rubbing her leg without consent uh. and offering to buy her a horse in exchange for an erotic massage. I know. That is an interesting you have as deal. Many questions as I do. Now, the incident took place uh, allegedly in 2016, and there was a declaration signed by a friend of the flight attendant that was prepared in support of her claim. The details uh, that we know are drawn. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. From the declaration as well as other documents, including email correspondence and other records that were shared with Business Insider, because that's where this initial report came from, mm-hmm. by the friend. Oh, okay. So, um, the... Uh, the attendant, because, you know, you'd wonder, like, wh- wh- why, w- how can this person talk about it right, if they if signed a settlement? Got, because yeah. we all know how that works, mm-hmm. right? Well, the friend apparently was confided in by the flight attendant that after taking the flight attendant job, she was encouraged. Now, tell me where this sounds familiar, how mm-hmm. this sounds familiar. The friend says the uh, flight attendant confided to him or her that she was encouraged to get licensed as a masseuse so that she could give Musk massages. Mm. It was during one of those massages in a private cabin on that jet Mm -mm. that Musk allegedly propositioned her. That is a page directly from Jeffrey Epstein's playbook. Yeah, doesn't it sound very familiar? Like, Jeffrey Epstein always wanted a massage, and it was the basis, or I should say it was the location of those massages where the sexual assault often took place. So it sounds very familiar. It does. And you know what it makes me wonder? And I have literally no basis for this other than the way that my brain works and the fact that they're both, you know, Richie McRich pants. Did Elon Musk ever associate with Jeffrey Epstein? That's a great question. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have the answer to that question. It doesn't talk about it in this particular piece. I just feel like that's a move you you learn from somewhere somehow, right? I mean, I it is one thing to say, I'd like a massage. Yeah. It's quite another to suggest that the person get licensed to do so, so that those kinds of questions can be asked you know in a way right i don't know there's Um, something about taking it to 11 that just mm. yeah well and here's i i do want to tell you what what elon musk has said of this particular case um and then to talk uh, you know i can give you more details if you want because again this piece this if you want to read the whole thing you go to business insider they're the ones that are speaking with the source so like you know Otherwise, you're just going to be getting reports of the report, at least at the time of publication. Um, They contacted Elon Musk for comment, and he emailed to ask for more time to respond to their allegations and said, quote, there is a lot more to this story. He then goes on to say 
If I were inclined to engage in sexual harassment, this is unlikely to be the first time in my entire 30-year career that it comes to light. He wrote, calling the story a politically motivated hit piece. Interesting. And I just think those that that's interesting language, right? That's a Minnesota interesting. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, you need more time. What do you need more time for? Did it happen or not? Right. And if it didn't happen, right. just say no. Right. And if it did happen, provide the story because it happened a number of years ago. Something tells me if you paid $250,000 in a settlement, there was a reason to do so. And there's probably a record of it, oh, but they can't get Well, that. with a the settlement, they probably can't. Yeah. It's, it's probably tricky, I would imagine. I'm not saying... Right. Which is, I imagine, why Business Insider gave him time. They extended the deadline and reiterated their offer... Uh, to have him comment on the claims. He never responded after that. And via cell phone, a president of legal uh, matters over at SpaceX said, I'm not going to comment on any settlement agreements. And they didn't. Um, Yeah. So for his side, he says it's complicated. And also crickets. Well, what I find interesting, too, is that he says there's more to the story, which just that tips the hand a little bit. Well, that's also saying, yeah, saying something without saying anything. Which right. Seems a little disingenuous. Right. Because either it didn't happen or I don't even know this person, but there's more to the story indicates that some part of that story mm-hmm. is accurate in some way, shape, or form. Now, whether or not that's what he intends, that's what the perception is with that type of answer. That's number one. Number two. I forgot what number two was, but ish. Well, we know what number two well, is. The friend goes on, um, just to give further context, that uh, the friend of this flight attendant told her about uh, the misconduct while they were on a hike together. Shortly after this trip, quote, she was really upset. She didn't know what to do. The flight attendant told her friend that work began to dry up after she had refused. Mm. I mean, this all sounds so garden right? variety. Before the incident, she looked up to Mr. Musk but after he exposed himself, touched her without her permission, and offered to pay her for sex, she was full of anxiety. She figured things could not, she figured rather things could just go back to normal and she would pretend like nothing happened. However, she started to feel as if she was receiving some sort of retaliation where her shifts were cut back and she was starting to feel mm. stressed. That she felt obviously that she had been pushed out for refusing to, quote, prostitute herself. Um, I remembered what I was going to say, and it it still holds true that, you know, part of his comment was if this is a behavior that I committed, this would not be the first time you heard of it in the well, there always is a first time. Yeah. Now it's like, let's see if there's more. Yeah, that's kind of where we are now. And we've learned that from people like Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Cosby. They're always there is a first there is a first, and this might be the first, and it could be, actually be the first in a 33-year career. What we do know... There may be more where that came from. What we do know, though, is that now that somebody's come forward, it is very likely, if there are other people that have had the same experience, they will now come forward as well. And part of the reason people don't come forward and that we don't know about these things for so long is because they fear whatever retribution might be coming their way or might have been coming their way pre-Me Too... Uh, or, 
you know, as a result of whatever settlement agreement they signed, right? Yeah. Like you're like a lot of people just go away because they reached a settlement and their settlement says you can't talk about this. And if you do, not only will we take you to court, but we'll get all that money back and then you will make you pay for our legal fees and stuff. So it's very it's it's totally obvious that if there is other if there are other settlements, we will probably hear about them relatively quickly. Well, we will be ears wide open for that entire experience. And, you know, you were just talking about the Me Too movement and its impact, you know, on stories like these. But one thing that I've found really interesting is there have been a lot of uh, conversations recently about the topic we're going to talk about when we come back, which is the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial, which Mm. we, of course, call the Herp trial only because... We like to put names together and make yeah. funny names. Um, there have been a lot of actual uh, conversations happening about what the impact of this trial has on the Me Too movement as we have known it. And I want to share with you some takeaways from a text thread that I came across uh, yesterday that okay. kind of are, are pretty interesting in our angles that we haven't at least talked about on this show. That doesn't mean they haven't been talked about, but we just haven't talked about them here. Fabulous. We are going to talk about them here when we come back after this on My Talk 1071.